We are excited to announce our corporate collaboration with the Hanover Theater and Conservatory in Worcester, Mass. for season two of Don't Touch My Podcast. We are partnering with the Hanover Theater to amplify the local creative community and bridge the gap between the BIPOC communities to create equitable access and participation. Hi, this is Jennifer Gaskin. And this is Giselle Rivera Flores. And this is Don't Don't Touch My Podcast. Podcast, The show where we delve into the complexities of diversity, inclusivity, and what it means to be a Latin and Black woman in America. Hi, this is Jennifer Gaskin, and you're joining us for a special episode of Don't Touch My Podcast. Today, we have a special guest. Um, She is from the cast of The Christmas Carol, which is currently playing at the Hanover Hanover Theater and Conservatory, Um, and we're really excited to have her here as a guest. So, Marta, go ahead and introduce yourself to, to our audience. Let us know a little bit about yourself. Hi, everybody. My name is Marta Reimer. And I am an actor, singer, and violinist performing in A Christmas Carol at the Hanover. Uh, this is my second year in this production, and I am originally from Dorchester, I'm currently living on the South Shore, uh, but I've been back and forth between Massachusetts and New York over the years, and happy to be here working in Worcester again. Um, what do you need to know about me? So uh, let's so so now now I'm intrigued. I'm also originally from Dorchester. Oh no way! Fields <laughs> Corner. I grew up. I grew up uh, on, on between Toplift Street and Holmes Ave. So like I'm a very okay. avid. So tell me where you where are you from in Dorchester? I'm. I grew up on Ashmont Hill on Alban Street. So I was right around the corner from Ashmont T Station, and yeah. Okay. Yeah, my grand my grandmother lives right on the other side of uh, Melville Ave. Oh no! So way. <laughs> also frequented the Ashmont Peace Station quite yep. a bit. <laughs> Amazing. So that's so. So tell us, you know, tell first of all, um, if you don't mind me asking, um, you know, what do what do you identify as, and you know, can you share with us a little bit about you know what your journey to the theater was like? Certainly. So. I am a white passing mixed race woman. My father is Dominican. My mom is white American. um, So I'm Latina as well. And I, I grew up, my mom was my primary caretaker. So I grew up in like a single parent household, but both my parents were musicians. So I came into the arts from an early age by way of music primarily. And um, the reason I was able to get the education I did was because there were programs in place specifically for uh, students of color in string training. So there's a program in Boston called Project Step, which was the reason why I was able to get the education I did on the violin, which by the way, highly recommend if anybody out there is looking for education for their young ones for um, string instruments, it's a really great way to get started. And because of them, I was able to get a really solid like conservatory training on violin. I could have gone to school for that, but I ended up going the musical theater route because I'd done some community theater as a kid growing up in the area and um, it really caught me. So I went to school in New York to the American Musical and Dramatic Academy in New York City. Uh, I got a certificate in musical theater and have been working in that field ever since. 
But these days I'm mostly working as an actor musician um, jointly because there's a lot of shows that will hire people to play instruments as well as characters. Um, it's kind of a niche thing and it's a lot of fun and I get a, a fair amount of work doing that. So that's a little background on me. It's, it's, it sounds like, you know, having more skills in that particular case, you know, yeah. makes you more marketable. Oh, so I'm you sure. mentioned something when you were talking about your identity, about being a, a white passing. Mm -hmm. So tell her, talk to me a little bit more about, you know, how, how does that show up, um, you know, in the work that you do? Yeah. Uh, thank you for asking. This is not something I, I always get to talk about, and I'm very grateful to be having this conversation. So um, I don't think of myself as white passing, but it is presented to me that that's how I appear to people and that I understand that. And especially in theater, you, you do have to know how you appear to people so that you can market yourself appropriately and be seen for the proper roles and get work. Um, so I understand I'm white passing. And of course I have different experiences than people who have darker skin shades than I do. Um, and what was the follow-up of that question? You wanted to know my experience. Like, how does that, you know, how, how, how has that shown up, you know, shown up in your work and in, in your experiences in the theater? Do you feel yeah. like, you know, you get cast a certain way because of it? Do you feel yeah. like you have more or less opportunities because of it? You know, how does that show up for you? So I do think that I often get cast as a white person. Like in general, I just get cast white. Um, however, when I am cast for my ethnicity, I'm always a little bit like, hmm, am I the person that should be cast here? There are people of darker skin, skin tones who could just as well play this character and why is it me? So there's always like a little bit of like um, questioning <laughs> of, of the, the reasons behind my casting, though of course I'm grateful for the work and I'm happy to be there. And if it's gonna be somebody who is legitimately just straight up white, of course it should be me. And I, I'm going to tell the story better than someone who doesn't have that cultural background at all. But um, I do feel like I get, I, I still have a certain amount of privilege with, with my fair skin. Um, and, and I feel, and it's taken me some time to practice speaking up for my colleagues um but i in the last few years i've gotten much better at it and i feel like it's part of my job as a white passing person in this in the theater world to speak up for my colleagues who aren't being heard or are being ignored or overlooked and um and make sure that my voice is heard in support of theirs that that's that's amazing and i think if if anybody could take something away from from this that would be it right that Absolutely. you know you can use your voice to amplify the voice of others and and of people who maybe aren't being heard so i think that that's you know that's an amazing point um you know and, and frankly is probably you know one of one of the um strongest things that you can do um, with your with your privilege, frankly, truly, truly, and I will say for for anyone who is an ally listening in, it is a thing that you have to practice. So yes, it might be scary at first, but but try it and practice it and become better at it because it's it's step by step. You just gotta like start doing it, and then you will become better at it. That that's that's great. So tell us about um tell us about the production that you're in. Like yeah. why should we come see it? What what should we be looking forward to? 
Absolutely. Okay. So this is a wonderful production. I'm, I'm truly honored to be a part of it. And I feel like this, uh, the Hanover Theater is working really hard to take the show in a new direction. And they started last year and they're continuing taking steps in amplifying the diversity and deepening the cultural richness that everyone is bringing to the show. So the, this production highlights a Bob Cratchit and Cratchit family that are of South Asian descent that are from, uh, immigrants from India coming to London to work and live and grow and thrive. And, and uh, Troy Seibels and Annie and Gags and the team are all um, working really hard to help integrate so, uh, more of that culture into the show. So it's not just, you know, white England in the white past doing a white show. There were people of all different cultural backgrounds in London at this time, and we're trying our best to represent that. Um, so there's some new changes this year. There's some new additions in form of uh, mantras and chants that are happening um, in a couple of key scenes. And it's really beautiful and it's added so much depth to the piece. I'm very proud to be a part of it because um, I think that they're on the right track and they're just gonna continue moving forward and, and adding more cultural richness to this production. Um, wow, so, so that sounds kind of really that. different than the the movie yes. <laughs> or, or the play that, that I've seen in the past, um, yes. even down to, like you said, the, the main casting, um, exactly. you know, what we've seen in the past, it's it's always been, you know, I can't, I can't even think of anybody of color being in the, in the production or the movie that I've saw, that I saw. Yeah, exactly. I think the most diverse cast was the Muppets, right? <laughs> Yeah, right, right. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> that doesn't count. I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome, Giselle. Hi, Giselle. Hi, Martha. Hello, my beautiful Jennifer. I'm sorry. I'm just joining the conversation. So, Giselle, I think you had tickets. Did you see the production yet? So, no, I didn't grab tickets. Um, no one killed me, but I've been trying to figure out my schedule because, you know, holiday is Sunday and it's yeah. thrown me off big time. So I am hoping to see it. Um, I'm hoping maybe if not tonight, tomorrow, I can head out um, and check it out. Cause I'm really excited mostly because it is of Southeast Asian descent. And this is the first time I'm seeing such a diverse cast. And I mean, if I'm not wrong, uh, we used to have Scrooge. Do you remember that one, Jen, with Bill Murray? Yeah, I love Scrooge though. But... <laughs> yeah, and I think that was the most diverse I've seen. <laughs> Because his, his assistant was African-American, right? And so the story became about, you know, they were the family. Um, but yeah, this is the most diverse. And I remember when they were put out the auditions. Um, my daughter goes to Hanover. I know I said that before. And, you know, the auditions. And when they put out the demographic, I was like, I'm sorry, honey, but you're not of Southeast Asian descent. This is for, <laughs> this is for everyone who is underrepresented. And I thought that was so exciting to see. So I'm pumped. I'm hoping I can get out there. And I hope I can see everyone doing their hell of a great job. Yes, excellent. And we have two more opportunities to come see the show tomorrow, Thursday and Friday, both at 7pm, hoping that people can make it out. So what is your role? Who are you in the in the in the in the play so we can look for you? Yeah, uh, so I'm in the ensemble, which means that I'm playing a bunch of different roles. So you're gonna have to keep your eyes peeled in all the group scenes and I'm there. 
You will no notice me playing the violin, so that's when you can spot me most easily, but I'm also the baker and the laundress, and I dance over here in this scene, and I sing over here in that scene, so I'm all over the place. It's kind of a group, a group effort. Everybody's running around, changing costumes all the time, and playing lots of different parts. Honestly, I think I like that um, more because it shows how you can't always typecast people, right? Like you're yeah. able to show and flex all of your artistic skill sets in different, um, for different audiences, for different purpose, with different intention, different clothing, different, you know, everything's just so different per character. And I think that I like that for um, people of, of color and people of disenfranchised communities because it shows how versatile we are and we're not, you know, one dimensional individuals. Yeah, absolutely. And I am hoping that you, along the road, yes, we we're working already on being a more diverse production of A Christmas Carol, but I, I think there's still more that can be done. And I hope that the Hanover continues to grow and develop um, an even more diverse and more culturally rich cast of folks and all of that. Yeah. That's awesome. You so, sound like Jen and I. We, we're hoping exactly. that across the board. <laughs> yes, we're we we're like, can we just fix it? Right now. <laughs> just fix it, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Marta, Marta shared with us um, earlier on a little bit about um, herself. Um, and she actually shared, hey, she's from Boston. She's from Dorchester DeVille. So she's like, you know, my sister friend. Um, yes. But she shared that she's a Latina. So... Uh, why don't Marta, it would be great if you could give Giselle's daughter some advice as a, as a up and coming young Latina actress. Oh my what goodness, is I love to. Advice you oh, would that give would be her? amazing. Yeah, what kind of theater is she, is she theater or film and theater? Or? Yeah, so she's in theater. Um, she takes classes at Hanover. She does improv. She does creative drama. Um, and she does like their summer intensive programs. They just finished doing Footloose this summer. Um, so she's just, she's all about it. She's all about embodying the character and she herself is a unique character. So I think she's in the right industry. Oh, absolutely. And it sounds like she's taking to it like a fish to water. And um, yeah, so my advice for all young people interested in the arts is to not lose track of who you are because Yes, we're here to portray different characters and take on different characteristics and tell stories, but who you are as a person is a big part of that. And um, it's important to not lose sight of it and not become a chameleon so much that you become somebody that you think everybody else wants to work with or you think everybody else wants to hire. Uh, being the most authentic version of you is what makes you wonderful and what brings your characters to life and what tells your stories. Um, and in terms of advice in this business, I feel like there are so many classes that focus on the craft and the arts and there's so many schools that focus on that, but there's not a lot of information often on the business aspect of being an actor, which is really important because it's really a lot, a big part of the job. It's a big percentage of what we do is write bios and resumes and get our headshots taken and have a website and keep our social media up to date and make sure that we are marketable because we are selling ourselves. We are the brand. So it is important to learn about those things just as important as it is, I think, to learn about how to do the craft well and um, spend time and dedicate your, your energy and <laughs> all of that to 
who's making a good art. Um, but the business is a big part of it as well. So I hope that's helpful. <laughs> if there's any no, that, that's, that's very helpful. helpful. And it's yeah. not something that people ever, you know, ever mention or talk about. And, yeah. and it, it is important. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, Jennifer and I are both in like the creative sector. And I think that oftentimes it's overlooked that there is a business to this. And to your first part of that advice, which I really, really appreciate, by the way, is staying true to yourself and authentic to who you are, not just, you know, molding yourself to who you think people will like, because I think oftentimes you fail in that, right? You, oh, you're yeah. now creating this character. And now you have to really keep up with the Joneses. And that creates a whole nother kind of issue. Um, and so I think that that's perfect advice for anyone really listening too. I mean, I know I'm going to pass that along to, to my little one and she's going to be excited to hear that, but I, I love that. And, you know, as a person in the creative sector, someone who owns a business and all those things, you're right. You're, you're the walking brand. You, you are you, your face, your, everything you do represents a brand or association to a production or a show that you've done or past character. And that's why we love everything about this creative business right it just it really allows us to be so expressive but then you still have to do the mundane things and post and say hey guys I'm alive go check out my show exactly yeah you got it <laughs> <laughs> I love that so what what else should we be looking forward to is there something that you just absolutely love about this rendition oh absolutely so it's Honestly, it's a really beautiful production. Um, there's very high production value. This is the 15th year that this show has been produced. And the sets and costumes are low-key my favorite. I'm a big uh, nerd about period piece and, pieces and historical costuming. Um, so I just love wearing these big old dresses and bonnets and running around singing and dancing. It's like, I live for this kind of work. Um, and it's, it's really, it's very authentic. So it's a beautiful production to watch just in general, in addition to all the other things we talked about already. But, um, and there's just a wonderful, a wonderful group of people here working really hard to make a beautiful show for people to come see both in front of and behind the scenes. It's, it's really beautiful. Yeah. So give us to us again, the, the next two, uh, the, the final two opportunities to, to see the show. That would be tomorrow, Thursday, the 22nd, and Friday, the 23rd, both at 7 p.m. at the Hanover Theater. Thank you so much for joining us, Marta. Thank you for um, being so, um, you know, open and transparent about your journey. Um, really the best of luck to you, um, you know, in this production, um, as well as, you know, as you continue your career. Giselle, is there, there anything that, that, that you want to add in closing? No, I just really appreciate you just coming on, being, like Jennifer said, transparent, but also really inspiring um, to our listeners and making sure that they understand that you can be of any background and still pursue the things that speak to your soul, right? So I love that. I love what you're doing. And I'm super excited. And hopefully I can get in there and bring my whole parade of family. Um, and Broadway is back this fall at the Hanover Theater and Conservatory. It kicks off with Mean Girls Musical on October 11th through October 16th. The Hanover Theater and Conservatory for the Performing Arts serves as a center of culture, education, and community. It also symbolizes the rebirth of the city. More information on the Hanover Theater can be found at thehanovertheater.org. Tickets can also be purchased there.